And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Uh, we would have to ask the the DDT historian, Mr. Glenn Armbar Abbott, because um, I don't think either of us are going to know the answer to this question. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. When is the last time that you and I have recorded a podcast in which not only did we both watch wrestling, we watched wrestling whilst in the same room? I mean, that might be never. I don't know that we've... Have we ever recorded about a show that we watched together? I'm not... I mean, you probably came over for a pay-per-view somewhere in there, but yeah, it's not it's not often. I'm thinking about when we did like the Cruiserweight Classic and things like that, but we did that virtually. We did. Sure we were, we so. did that virtually, and that was even pre-pandemic. We were, that was. We were ahead of the game. We were trendsetters. Yeah, that's right. Trendsetters. Uh, how you doing there, Doc? I'm good, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It is good to see and talk with you. As you alluded to, that pay-per-view is AEW's Forbidden Door. Uh, we didn't watch it uh, live on Sunday, but the next morning, we had a small group get-together. You, me, GQ, the Arsacist. It was a grand old time. We even got lunch afterwards. Um, it was, yeah. in fact, a grand old time. The Arsacist brought donuts. Uh, Yum. I, you know, I do not see the Arsacist as much as we, we saw each other in college. He is a delight. I forget sometimes that the Arsacist is a delight. Can't make a decision to save his life. No, but he's but very, he, he's got an incredibly quick wit. Very, is, very humorous individual. Well, there, there was a moment where I think he and I both like, like we made a similar improv reference and I was just like, oh yeah. Like there was this whole <laughs> life we had. Yeah. Yeah. It was good to see everybody. Um, I also don't see the Arsacist nearly as often as I should. Um, but yeah. GQ is there. The brilliant GQ. Why is he brilliant? Let no one say that GQ is an idiot. The brilliant. GQ. Oh, uh, I would never say such a thing. I, no. I I have no recollection of even remotely uttering words that might be taken to that effect. It's, oh. it's clearly untrue. How could I say and, such an untrue anyone, thing? Anyone who would mishear what you said and then accuse you of such slander. Well, that person's an idiot. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, so, um, but yes, uh, we were over at 930 in the morning. Let me tell you, Doc, you're in my wheelhouse. 930 in the morning, watching a three hour and 57 minute wrestling show. I'm That's... sorry that it wasn't 4 a.m. We have to have some sort of limits around here, but summer, summer break, more like six. I could have made seven work easily, but 930 was a perfectly uh, reasonable time to go over and and watch some wrestling. Um, you you have talked about we've talked about New Japan over the years. And you have your issues for why you do not watch New Japan. I will tell you. That is as close to a New Japan style show as you are going to get. There is no filler. There is not a backstage segment. There is not an interview. There is not a skit. Yeah, there right. was some of skits. There were some interviews. When was there a skit? Um, well, okay. They were commercials for other products, but like we saw that cool hand guy or cool Luke or whatever his name is. He yeah. was in some sort of skit with the with the Daddy with magic the, with the dollar store Matt Hardy guy. <laughs> and then like there was a moment where we saw Britt Baker looking distastefully at a monitor backstage. And then they very quickly cut to a different monitor that Sky Blue was looking at distastefully. Oh, but like that. there were no promos cut. It was just in those no. instances. But there was little a little bits, a little bit. But that is that is New Japan. New Japan is we are we we are a wrestling show. The matches start and with very minimal interruption, they do not stop. So on a New Japan show, why are people wrestling? Or is that aside the point? Oftentimes, you know, a lot of New Japan each year are uh, tournaments. 
you know, the New Japan Cup. They have the junior, uh, best of the super juniors, the tag league. So there are a lot of tournaments that justify the shows. Uh, New Japan does not do the, the, the full New Japan. I do not believe has a weekly television program. Um, they have their shows. You know, they were talking about somebody who is, you know, who has wrestled. I think they mentioned Sonata, who is the current IWGP champion. Uh, he's had eight singles matches in 2023. It's June. So he's wrestling a singles match maybe once a month. It's a different, a different world there. But a lot of times there are some feuds, uh, but it doesn't work out. You know, they do the press conference thing that AEW sometimes does. They do the press conferences before and after. The media scrum? There are some media scrums and things where uh, I don't know that they take questions. But either way, that's where some of the storylines happen. There will be little vignettes. Kind of like the Daniel Bryan thing that calls out Okada. Um, There might be one or two of those, but really storyline is less important. It is, it is, I think if you asked Kevin Kelly or whatever we were calling him when he was there, um, the great white meatball. Yeah, that's the one, Uh, you know, it's competition They're They're wrestling to try to move up in ranking system that may or may not exist do you think a show like that would work i know people always talk about that at least in our group and i know like in AEW, people were real thrilled early on where oh look they're keeping track of wins and losses and they throw those scores up when they come to the come to the ring do you think a, a purely athletic contest show like that could work in the north american or i guess in the, in the states I think you could use rankings more than, as far as I know, AEW is using rankings for something to put under their name. And that seems to be a out. Yeah. Um, you could have some sort of back room. You know, I don't know that they have a GM type figure, but you could have the standings kind of posted maybe as like the tag teams come out or the women come out. Um, and you'd have to have like some sort of championship committee that's making the rankings and doing that sort of thing. Uh, I don't think you could do it purely. I think that could be an element of it, but people want the soap opera. No, I, yeah. As I as I think evidenced, we were we we told the stories. The story of the evening at Forbidden Door was that Bill Goldberg was everywhere. That was the running joke that happened in Manson Manor was we're making all of these six degrees of seven or Kevin Bacon. I mean, I will say that it was definitely the running theme that GQ and the narcissist kept up with the entire day, but I'm not sure I would call it a running joke because I think things have to be funny for it to be a joke. (laughs) Shots fired, motherfuckers. I will say not really your fault. Oscar, yes, had to had to business and thing. I, I felt you checked out around. 1130 and i'm not sure that you checked back in really maybe during the main event yeah not not as much um i mean but oscar knew that the chris jericho match was definitely the poop break so you're right i missed most of that match and not good i came back for the last part of that and even daniel bryanson bryanson brian danielson and okada uh yeah, I don't know, man. Like it was fine. Yeah. But after um, after honestly, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but after Omega Osprey, like there was no more show left in me. Like that for all extents and purposes was mm-hmm. the main event. So like I find that when I do watch WWE premiere live events. I know I'm not going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. So I'll watch the first hour, hour and a half. And when I watch a match, I really enjoy. I turn it off afterwards. I'm like, that's, I'm not, it's not going to get any better for me than right that. I remember one, there was some new day tag match that was really good. And I was just like, you know what, whatever happens next. And I didn't even know what it was going to be, but whatever happens next, isn't going to be as good as this was. I'm going to bed. I will watch the rest in the morning or I won't. Now, I'll be honest, like I probably could have stopped watching this show after the third match. Maybe the fourth match mm-hmm. would have been worth watching, but like 
I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like that. I don't think like I don't think anything beyond. Nothing was better than the four way match with Orange Cassidy, uh, Zach Saber Jr., Chiabata, uh, and Garcia. Shibata is not the bread man, right? That's that is that's Satoshi Kojima is the bread man. Kojima is but the bread man. It should be because his name is Shibata. It is, yeah. It's real close. So, um, but yeah, I th- I think that four way match was pretty much the highlight for me. I think the first two matches were fine. MJF mm-hmm. gave a normal MJF yep. performance, which is to say, the problem it was fine. But well, and the problem with that is, oh, I respect the hell out of Tanahashi. He is the ace. He is the John Cena of New Japan. But he is old, and it showed. He the rooster man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And MJF was not... I won't say he wasn't able. I won't even say he wasn't willing. He didn't elevate... You know, some wrestlers would go out of their way to make Tanahashi look good, and so... I'm not sure that MJF can... That's the more, the more, the more, yeah, I mean, the more that I, like, I like MJF and I've certainly sung his praises on the show before. He's an excellent heel. He knows what to do, how to act to get an audience to react. But, and and again, he is a solid wrestler. I don't think he gives bad wrestling performances, but he's not great. Like, I think he had that there was some match where he had like an Iron Man match with Daniel Bryan, I think. And like that match reminded us, oh, he can go. Yeah. And he can. He can go. But I don't know. Like in that match, Daniel Bryan made MJF look like a million bucks. I'm not sure MJF can make someone else look like a million bucks. I'm not sure he's capable of that. And, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I haven't seen it. And obviously no. my watching of his actual wrestling is limited. So mm-hmm. I could be full of shit. But so here's here's my issue with MJF. And it's not his fault. It's my fault. I don't watch enough. This is the first AEW pay-per-view. That might have been the first AEW pay-per-view I've watched start to finish. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. Um, I wish they would have a streaming service. I would buy it and catch up but regardless um his character is does such a nice job of making you feel like he doesn't really want to be there like he's happy he's the champion and all but he doesn't really want to be there and he doesn't really like doing it and at some point he's gonna go to wwe maybe that i kind of feel like is that the character or is that the guy so i don't think he mailed it in but he has that randy orton like ability of when he's when he's really feeling it, you notice a difference between that and when he's just kind of like, okay, I'm in the first match with Tanahashi. The AEW world title is not going to be anywhere near the main event. Eh. But again, that's just my interpretation. Um, I will say that was an enjoyable CM Punk match, which I did not know. I was capable of saying anymore. Bread, oh, He's man, a guy. A lot, of, a lot of respect to the bread man. But. but even still, I think CM Punk is a guy who between the ropes gets it done. He's a guy who can make somebody else look good, at least. Yeah. It was a it was a totally fine match. I didn't love it, but it was he was entertaining. I thought it had um, a better pace, and yes. I thought it definitely helped pick things up. I thought yeah. It was a it was a nice ramping up from the first match. Yes. And then you're absolutely right. That fatal four way. I don't know that that was my favorite match of the night, um, but it, it was, was good. There. It's easily top two, top three. And that's the thing uh, with Orange Cassidy is I don't know that he ever puts a match on a show where it's like that was the match of the night, but he's always high quality, always top of the card. He's I'm always saying that boy is in, involved in a match that is near my favorite of the night. Daniel Garcia should never stop dancing. Yeah. That should be, that dance is so ridiculous that the first time he did it, I was like, well, that's a really stupid. And by the end, I was like, do it more. <laughs> yes. He converted uh, you, huh? 
And 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 he's I've watched him wrestle before. He's a very good wrestler. Uh, he did exactly. You know, he came out, and I think you might have said somebody's got to take the pin. Um, that was the and by the end, oh, by the end, I was like, he could win this thing. This could like, and then you and then you have and then he ate know, the pin, and then he ate the pin. So the narcissist <laughs> was right. Um, you had Shibata, who is very good. And you had uh, a cheeky predicament himself, speaking of the Cruiserweight Classic, Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I didn't notice as much of his glutes no, showing. No. But he was, he was, he was blonde. Uh, his name is now Tim Dick. Yeah, I was wondering what, what the heck was going on with those initials on his butt. <laughs> Tim, Dick Tim Dick didn't make any sense to me, but hey, um, you do you. But yeah, that was a gr- it was a very good match. And yes, you know. If that had been an hour-long show and those were the three matches and that was how it ended, you'd be like, this was a good hour of wrestling. And and I I will say, I thought Sonata versus Jack Perry was a good match. Mm -hmm. I also enjoyed at the end when um, Jungle Boy turned on uh, Meth Addict Hook. I had been saying, hit him. Hit him, meaning I thought Hook was going to hit Jungle Boy. I did not expect for a second that Jungle Boy was going to hit Hook. And I'm telling you, if Christian Cage had come out, if, if Jack Perry shows up on Dynamite tonight with a Christian Cage haircut, he gets rid of the, the you know, the I would Jungle love Boy, to see it. The Jungle Boy look, and he's got the turtleneck, and he's got the hair, and Christian's so proud of it. That, you know, I Brandon Banks has taken me to task before because on my list, my list, what, what, my list, I don't have Jungle Boy ranked particularly highly. That will have to be addressed because not only was that moment good, that was a good match. I love Sonata. That was an entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, and I enjoyed my, you know, I might, again, weird that I'm saying this, uh, I might think that my favorite match of the night was. The elite versus uh, the combat club. Yeah. You know, you got, you got Ishii, the stone pit bull, uh, who's, you know, four foot 11 in, in all directions. Any dimension, <laughs> he's four foot 11. Um, you got, uh, I will I, say I, you're I, right. That match was also quite good. Yes. You know, there were a lot of moving parts, which was good. I'm reading the names here because I've got Wikipedia up. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshita. His name literally is Take Shitta. So I was just like, I was like, I really enjoyed seeing Take a Shitta. Uh, you know, Umino was good. Like that was a that was a fun match. It had Generation Me, and I didn't even mind. So, um, at that point, I checked out. After that, I didn't care about Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. I'm sure it was decent. It wasn't that maybe. great. Uh Osprey versus Omega started strong, ended strong. Then they lost you in the I, middle. I feel like Osprey was 40 minutes. versus Omega, that would have been an exceptional 20-minute long match. Exactly. But yeah, the 40 minutes that they gave us, yeah. like that was where that was where my attention was fully yep. lost. Yep. You know, I liked the moment where he kept slamming Omega's head into the Able top thing. And that was pretty early um, in the match. That was early in the match. Nobody at Manson Manor could see a laceration on Kenny Omega's face. So no. it kind of looked as if a paint like a blood-like substance had been smeared on. Um, and it later rubbed off. So I'm assuming it was a capsule. Yeah. But Osprey was bleeding. Oh yeah. Later um, on for sure. But again, they they are very good wrestlers. Ended very nicely. Too much of a good thing. But yeah, the same way with all of the Johnny Gargano matches in NXT. Just I don't need in 2023. I don't need a 40 minute match. Honestly, if that match and the Brian Danielson matches had both been like 20 minutes and the show had only been three hours and and 10 minutes long. Yep. Fine. Yep. I would have preferred it. Yeah. Um, the six-man tag was not good. Didn't really see it, honestly. Uh, As I said, Oscar knew yeah. that that was the poop break match. He begged yeah. me to go outside, which we did. He did poop, and I did not see much of it. You know, it, it was a nice moment 
well, nice moment. I give all the credit to Sting, who's 60-something years old, I think, at this point. Yeah. Laying on a table and letting young jackass Sammy Guevara do a 630 splash through the table. And I will always enjoy singing Kaze Ni Nare for Minoru Suzuki and appreciating his hair and his ears and just everything about him. But yeah, that, you know, that was, it was there. It was fine. Uh, Danielson and Okada was good. Okada is a very good wrestler. He, I think as you tried, you've said before, like he doesn't stand out in any specific way. Like, it's not like he's, you know, got incredible power. He's not a high flyer. He's not ricochet. He's not a technical master like Brian Danielson. He's good. I just, I still don't really quite understand Okada. I just That's kind of it. Yeah. He's good. He's good. I got no, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not good. He's good. Yeah. But he seems to me almost like that. To me, he's almost like a baby face version of MJF. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know that he's great in the ring. I don't know that he can make people have good matches. He just seems like a solid guy who's there. I don't know what the whole Rainmaker thing is about. I just, I, I don't, I guess, I just, I just don't know. I missed well, the boat. Somebody, if, if, if somebody knows, they should email, you know, when we get to the email, send us an email and try to explain Okada to us. Yeah, I think he's very good and maybe that's it. Maybe he does all the little things well so that he makes other people look like a million bucks. Maybe. And I like I like the Rainmaker. I like that he's like a modern day Ted DiBiase with the money robe and the money flying from the, you know. But uh it was good. I'm glad we it was a very enjoyable time. We went and had a lovely lunch afterwards, you know. I drove I drove Doc home, gentleman that I am. Um so it was lovely. Uh you know, hopefully we can do something like that again at some point. I don't think it's going to happen uh next weekend because uh, this coming weekend live from london uh money in the bank wwe's latest plc we don't need to talk about it unless you'd like to uh but that is that is the offering saturday afternoon if you're done mulching you finished all that mulching you've transplanted your trees i still don't i still don't have any mulch dc Uh, why do i keep thinking are you still at the dirt did you park on top of a Dirt pile is the size of me. No, I moved that. I just, I'm done with that. Wow. How's it look? I should have gone out there. It's really fine, but it. it needs, I mean, obviously the job is not done. It's only just started. I do need to get mulch. I do need to get um, other stuff, stuff in. So we'll get there. We'll get there. One thing at a are time. You, are you grateful? You know, it feels like it's been teasing rain for, Quite a while. We had a little bit of rain this afternoon. Back out. The grass need rain. Do you ever look outside and go, we need some rain? Absolutely. And we have, I will tell you, been needing some rain for quite some time now. I hope we get it. Keep saying it's going to rain for like an hour every day in the fort. Um, this came across my, my social media uh, right before we started to record. So I am curious. You were a Miranda Sings fan, were you not? Yeah, she's all right. Okay. Are you still a Miranda Sings fan? Yeah, ish. I've read what you're going to read. I, I I don't even know if I'm going to read. Well, and, and again, I know very little about it. The I'm stuff just... that I've read in there basically does, to some extent, sound like, okay, you made some poor choices. Sure. But like nothing in it screams like, highly inappropriate to me but I, I i don't know yeah i'm i'm reading the article now you know so apparently you know in her early days she was responding to fans on the on the internet and you know somebody's accusing her of forming an inappropriate relationship so one of the um, one of the worst things when taken out of context is she sent lingerie to a teenage boy in the mail. However, this boy was like a social media manager for her. And he apparently was like on a call with her with somebody else. When that arrived, it was like, I don't think she bought it. I think it was something that came in the mail, like as a gift. 
and everybody had a laugh about it. And then she forwarded it to him because thought that would be funny because they all had a laugh about it together already. That's how I read it and interpreted it. Am I right? Am I wrong? I don't know, but well, and and this is, this is what it, it reads to me as you're young, you're popular on social media, which is a bad combination. Sure is. Um, you don't exactly know how to respond. You want everybody to, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like now that said, maybe she's a scumbag. I don't know. So, so my question is, had we not had, you know, because the, the headline is, uh, Aline Ballinger, creator of YouTube's Miranda Sings denies grooming allegations before Ezra Miller, that was not a well-known popular thing. So before Ezra Miller, I'm not sure that this would have been as big of a deal. It's just now you accuse somebody of grooming and everything. That's sure. That's about. Uh, the only other, you know, current events news is unfortunately, despite my fervent attempts, um, I will not be the next host of Wheel of Fortune. I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. Damn it. Uh, Ryan Seacrest. I was doing it all, that Ryan Seacrest. Doing it all badly. I, I, I've never seen him, so. He does New Year's uh, Eve stuff. Oh, I have seen him. Uh, where you feel like going? Are we hypotheticaling it? Are we talking about video games? Are we going right to our email? Where are we at here? What's the plan? You want to talk about video games? You got any video games to talk about? Well, we had been doing that tier list. Give it so to me. I was all right. Let me. No, no, right now you got to launch into it. You can't ask me a question like that and not be prepared. This well, is let's see. All right. We've got our list uh, currently up at the S tier is Tetris and Portal. We've got Gears of War in there. We've got God of War kind of at a lower tier along with Sonic and Battlefield. Tell me about what are you feeling about? What what are your thoughts on just any sort of side? I, I guess it's not even a side scroller. Your Mortal Kombat's, your Street Fighters. Those are fighting games. Your, Tekken's, yes. How do you feel about fighting games? I respect them from a distance, but they're not for me. Sure. Why? They're highly technical games that require split-second reaction times and highly precise motions on the controller, and I'm not good at any of that. Easy. You got to press forward and then, you know, diagonal and then down. And And I will say, like, you know, even in those games you mentioned, like, they are all very different even though they're all very the same, right? But like Street Fighter does require like active movements on the D-pad or stick. Like it requires motions, like quarter turns, half circles and things like that for doing special moves. One of the things about Mortal Kombat when it was designed uh, initially was they didn't want to have any motions like that for their moves. Their moves are all combinations of forward-back or forward-forward back back you know they don't have those crescent motions in their moves um which was a response to that which means they do play it was meant to be more accessible um, and i do think that's largely true at least through my um that's probably why i've played more mortal kombat than street fighter i've played them both but yeah so bad. i have played more mortal kombat and i do think it's interesting once you get people who can actually flawlessly do those moves all the time which that was never me i do think it's interesting how there's now, like beyond that, there's like a strategy level to the game where then you know the characters and you know their strengths and you know their moves and you know the counters. And like there's an interesting degree of strategy that's layered in there that has kind of always been beyond my ability to engage with because I'm still trying to figure out how to hammer out uh, yeah. a, a hurricane kick or, or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um, so I respect them. I think here. it's interesting. But for me, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I played a ton of them when I was a teen, um, but they're not the sort of thing that I spend any time playing now as a result. Yeah. yeah, I played. I had Mortal Kombat for the game gear. I played Street Fighter with like cousins when they had it. Um, You know, if I had to play one, I think I'd still do Mortal Kombat. I 
the the thing I think is interesting with those games now is the amount of cinematic story they give you. And we saw this also with like the Injustice games. Mm. Um, you know, oh, here we go. You're now gonna play from the perspective as Batman, and you're gonna we're gonna tell you these story beats, and now oh, you've gotta fight Aquaman in order to like that to me, I was always like that. I I, I don't know. What do you think about the Sims? I like the Sims. Um, played a lot of the first Sims, probably a fair amount of the Sims 2, and then I, I don't think I really played any past that. They're up to Sims 4, and I think Sims 5 is announced anyways. But um, they're interesting little games. Uh, you know, I, I do think... You know, building the houses and the, p- arranging the furniture and all that kind of stuff, managing the relationships is kind of always interesting. But inevitably, I would do things like put the sim in the pool and remove the ladder, watch them swim until they get too tired and die. You know, like things like that. Um, it, the emergent storytelling, if you will, that comes from that sure. is is somewhat interesting, but. Yeah, I don't know. There's not enough game there for me to like mm-hmm. really keep it engaged long time. I don't know. I don't know that I ever played The Sims, but you just reminded me that I loved SimCity. SimCity. Now that's a game. Monsters. SimCity 2000 is the peak of that series, but you know. Yeah. Earthquakes. Some good stuff. Yes. Tragedy after tragedy. Or Roller Coaster Tycoon, where you only build half the roller coaster. Yeah. I would say from the amount of enjoyment I got from The Sims. Probably would put it somewhere in the B tier, but given that I haven't wanted to engage with it in a long time, I'd probably put it down in C as a result. But oh, okay, probably the same place I'd put fighting games in general is around a C. I respect the hell out of them, but they're not for me. I appreciate that we have not a perfect bell curve, but we're in the we're in the vicinity. Huh. <clears throat> let's let's do the last one here. Uh, oh, of course. Uh. It's a, you know, we're talking uh, MMORPG, but let's talk about our specific one that we spent. Oh, I don't know. How many hours would you estimate that we? Five million. Yeah. Champions oh, Online. Ah. Uh, City your of Heroes. Hero with your... You did some good ones. Uh, what do you think about uh, World of Warcraft? World of Warcraft. <sighs> An amazing game when it came out. And it came out, geez, when did it come out? 2004? Right, or, yeah. I'll look it up, but I think. Like vanilla, yeah, vanilla WoW, classic WoW, when it first came out in 2004, was an interesting game, right? MMOs had been done, obviously, before that. There were your EverQuests which really got them going, I think, in the format that World of Warcraft would eventually adopt. And don't get me wrong, I realize there were MMOs before EverQuest, but when I think of things like RuneScape uh, and things like that, they're not that third-person, over-the-shoulder style. Um, Those are more like isometric things. So again, I I think EverQuest is kind of the start of that. And there was Asheron's Call, Asheron's Call 2, EverQuest 2, you know, a whole bunch but I think what Blizzard did is they really distilled a lot of what made those games interesting and made it way more approachable um, than a lot of those other games had been before it. There was a lot of content that was somewhat soloable, although honestly, that probably I don't think that was a strong suit of any of these games until much later. Even World of Warcraft initially, you really did have to form a party for even some pretty early level stuff. Um, but, you know, yeah, just it's almost like a game that had an infinite, infinite amount of things to do, right? You had all these different characters. First of all, just picking a race was a decision, right? Then picking yeah. a class was a decision. Then once you're in the game, never mind that you're fighting and ranking up and choosing skills and getting new equipment and playing the auction house. Like choosing jobs, professions, am I going to be a tailor or a blacksmith or whatever, what have you? Like 
I don't feel like fighting anything today. I'm going to go and gather ore. Yeah. 14 yep. different types of ore for five hours. Why? I don't know. Cause like that it was a huge but, time but, sink, hugely enjoyable. Yeah. The whole uh, auction house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to fly around when I was a shadow priest, I'm going to fly around on my flying carpet and try to collect herbs in this specific place, trying to beat, you know, trying to time the respawn because I know a stack of this herb is going to get me 200 gold at the auction house. So let me, mm. yeah, that was crazy. And so like, again, so it felt like a game that was infinite until again, until you got hundreds of hours in and finally the cracks showed and accumulated and it got to where it's like, Meh. Meh. but it took forever to get there. Uh, well, and it, you got you got to a point where, like you said, uh, playing it solo or even playing it with just one other person, you couldn't advance. You had to you had to raid. I remember there were uh, friends of ours from you know from college who the the guy was like, "These are the times I raid," you know, on whatever nights it was. A night Sunday night or whatever for these three to four hours. Some of the times it was even longer. When Tall Guy got real deep into it, they were like, I gotta carve out this eight hour block for my guild. And it's like, I ain't dedicating eight hours to nothing. You have a problem. All the people in your guild have a problem. That was the moment when I was like, I really appreciate video games that have a pause button. Yeah. Like Yeah. Oh. Uh, but it was great. Where where are you ranking it? Because I feel so bad about all the hours lost. That's going to downgrade it to a B. Oh, oh come on. Well, you wanted to give it an A? Uh, you know, when I think about these, when, I'm, when I would be doing this tier list, I would be thinking about the amount of time and enjoyment. And yes, <laughs> The fact that they're still going, like I don't know how many people are still playing it right now. Enough. The fact that the fact that they're still going strong and they continue to do updates and all of this kind of thing, like I part of me gives them credit and part of me is like, well, you're ahead, my word. Um, but yeah, that was I I happily remember days in which we spent, you know you would get on your bat or your eagle or whatever you know the flying animal was and you're like all right i have a six and a half minute flight to get from this and because mind you back in those days there were no flying mounts like you, no. you were paying an npc that put yes. you onto a griffin which automatically yes, flew you through the world to your destination yeah and like it might stop but- at other griffin vendors like it would like jump from city to city and they they yeah. take you out of the way. And yeah, it all happened in real time, folks. It was fast but was, travel, but it wasn't that fast. But what was nice about it was all right. I've got a six and a half minute flight before. So I'm going to use the bathroom and try to see what food can I make in the four minutes yeah. that I will have <laughs> before I run back upstairs. And granted, you could have just stood in the city, but you know, let's, let's go. Let's sell. So. Those Thunder Beast and Loki Ron or whatever other characters we made, those are the two that always stand out to me. Uh, I, those are those are happy times in my life. So I would have ranked it higher, but I also understand that was a serious amount of time that was spent. In, uh, and I will say, in I think in world. terms of MMOs, I do think I enjoyed my time in City of Heroes more. I think that game was more fun to play ultimately. Although I don't think it was as well executed as World of Warcraft. Overall, there was probably less to do. And I might be thinking of Champions Online. There was one of those games where like you actually got to like web sling. They called it a grappling hook or whatever. But like Yeah, that's what you did. You were you were you were uh you looked like a you know film noir detective with a trench coat and a fedora and you were web swinging. I loved it. I was teleporting. Yeah. I don't know. Have you played have you played the Spider-Man game that came out a few years ago? No, no, no. 
Got some serious web swing. I, I am tempted sometimes to reinstall it just to swing around New York City for half an hour and then be like, all right, that's enough of that. Fair enough. All right. Would you like a hypothetical or should we go to the emails? Hey, maybe jump over to the emails. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. We got four emails for you this week. The first one comes from Nate titled Forbidden Door. Good morning, my friends. Hang with me here on this comparison, how my feelings towards AEW are. Sometimes, and just sometimes, AEW is like terrifier to me. Go on. A little, a little too much wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know what you like, and we're going to double down on it, whether it's good or bad. Way too much blood. Swearing is crazy over the top and lacks any bit of substance. Just like Terrifier, sometimes when it ends, I feel very unsatisfied and like I just wasted my time. I think that's a little unfair to Terrifier, but go on. Then sometimes it's like Hereditary, and I love it. Subtle storytelling, plenty of nuance, not too much gore, not over-the-top crazy spots, flawed yet still rootable characters, and an exciting story. And at the end, you just have a big smile thinking, holy shit, that was amazing. Forbidden Door was one of those. I watched every match except the six-man. I refuse to watch anything Jericho does anymore unless it's involving Adam Cole. Am I the only one who thinks it's weird that they're doing all-in and all-out a week apart and both on pay-per-view? If it's Cole versus MJF at either one, I'm buying that one. They are? Yeah. The end of August, they're doing all-in in Wembley, and then a week later, they're doing all-out in... Vegas. I remember all in and all out work kind of close in the past, but they weren't that close, were they? Yeah, they're the end of August, first week of September. We were talking about it because one of them's like Labor Day weekend, and so, uh, huh. so yeah, we'll be we'll be those of us in the education profession will be back to work. To the questions, Doc, you actually like gardening? Is it busy work you enjoy, or do you just do it because you have to? It's different from what I have to do, and so I enjoy it. It gets my body moving. I go outside in the sunlight, things that I wouldn't normally do in any other part of my life, whether for work or for true leisure. Uh, so I enjoy it for those reasons. Fair enough. DC, do you and the Miss have any vacations planned the rest of the year? What do you like to do when on vacation? Well, a great question. Um, do, uh, do we have any vacations planned? Technically, yes. Um, there are some family events in the great white North. So we will be heading there. We'll be staying with family. We have a cushy little sort of in-law apartment situation going on, staying with family. Um, so we will be away, but we will not be like on vacation on vacation. Uh, we currently do not have any uh, vacation plans, but I think we are we are anticipating that at some point we will just leave. Um, at some point we will just you know find a last minute Airbnb or some sort of deal, pack a bag and be gone within an hour. Um, right now this week uh, we are just sort of we're coming up with a summer routine. We're walking to the grocery store every morning. We're trying to have like a European sort of lifestyle. We're walking to the grocery store in the morning. You pick up three or four things that you want for the day's meals. I just made today a lemony beet hummus. I got some tahini. I already had some beets. I didn't have nearly enough lemon, so it's not as good as it probably But, uh, you know, we're, we're doing that sort of thing. You take your siesta in the afternoon. Um, when we are on vacation, that's it. We like to walk and explore and poke into little shops and different foods and hang out. We're not, you know, mountain climbers. We're not, you know, going out kayaking or anything. We sort of just chill and take in the sights of wherever we go. Hope you all have wonderful nights and rest of your weeks. Love to you guys and cheers. P.S. I imagine in 20 years, you guys will look a lot like Scully and Hitchcock from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'd like to believe that I'm Scully in this situation, but I'm, I'm probably Hitchcock. I'm uh, bringing this up. I don't know who either of those. I don't know who they are. 
are you the are you the crop top the crop top what is that flat top called flat are you the flat top i wish i was the flat top but i'm probably the bald guy flat top guy is more lovable i think and the other guy's more weird and maybe contemptible Honestly, it depends on the day. Yeah, fair enough. Could be either of us. Your bestie, Nate. Thank you for the email, Nate. Uh, the bestest of all besties, Glenn. A hell of a week. It's only Wednesday. Hi, guys. Been an eventful week so far, to say the least. I woke up Sunday morning with a sore throat and very hot, so I tested myself, and it came up positive for COVID. So I'm isolating myself for the requisite five days. We'll hope you feel better soon. I hope you never feel too badly. Uh, then the early hours of Tuesday morning, I noticed that things were wet in my bedroom. Whoa. Looked up to see water pouring through the light fitting in my ceiling. So I had to put my isolation on hold and call oh, no. someone to deal with it. Well, I'm glad that you were wet as a result of water coming in from elsewhere. I was concerned for a moment that you were wet because some part of your own body was leaking. So uh, all things considered. Carrying on. A whole day of phone calls later, I finally got someone to come out to see me at 9 p.m. Tuesday evening. He'd been in touch with a neighbor upstairs who told him her washing machine had flooded, so he cut a bigger hole in my ceiling and said it would drain and empty dry out overnight. Today, the original leak has gotten worse, and another one has appeared. At time of writing, I am waiting on further assistance. I'll update everyone next week. Thank, as always, a slightly soggy Glenn, double N. Glenn's going to come in next week. Hello from my robo. <laughs> Jeez, Glenn, I hope that gets sorted. There's nothing worse oh. than water damage and, and water issues, I don't think. so. We have been very grateful uh, to have a first floor apartment because our washer has leaked twice. And then there was one time I forgot to fully turn off the bathroom sink and it <laughs> like it was just a little uh-huh. drip, but drip, drips can, uh, you know, can accumulate. Um, because the, the the drain was also pl- clogged. Oh yeah. Okay. All of course. Right. Okay. Just checking. Um. But yeah, you know, I'm sorry you've got COVID. I'm sorry that you're. I hope know, the next time that out. you write to us that all of these situations have improved immensely. I agree. I agree. I agree. Ah, uh, we love you, Glenn. Brandon Banks finally getting back to us with the emails. Backdoor action. DC got to enjoy the Forbidden Door on his anniversary weekend. He also watched a wrestling pay-per-view. Ah, ah. I'll get it. I'm sure we'll hear about it, but I hope you both enjoyed the pay-per-view this weekend. Not much else to say. Hope you both are enjoying your summers. One last thing. I don't know who needs to hear this, but just remember, sometimes things are better left unsaid. Till next time, summer my iPhone. I think he was... I think he was making a, a inappropriate joke there. I thought I thought. Uh, does this does this make you did uh, I'll get it. did Forbidden Door make you want to um, watch Dynamite this evening? No, but I also don't have a way to watch it, so that's not really fair. Couldn't you get it though if you wanted to? Not on my television easily, like to watch live, which is when I would want to watch it. No. That's true. You could wake up tomorrow morning I could. and watch it, though, if you want. But for some reason, I have no interest in doing that. No. I feel like if I wanted to catch up after the fact, I would just read about it, and then I don't read about it. The only time to me it seems ever appropriate to watch a live show like that is when it's live. And, you know, for Ben Door, yes, I didn't watch it live, but that's because the joy, one of the joys of watching wrestling is watching it with others. So, true. Um. Yeah, I, you know, if I'm watching something the the morning after, I do try to stay off social media. So I was, I had gone silent on, uh, you know, stayed off of Twitter so that I have uh, Forbidden Door spoiled for. Mrs. Manson chimes in with our final email of the evening, Animal Crackers. Hi, DC. Oh, hi. So glad you were able to come to Manson Manor on Monday. I'm sorry to have missed the fun. Thanks for those donuts, the arsicist. And I'm glad you and GQ and Oscar, yes, enjoyed the animal crackers. 
I'd like to point out GQ got the animal crackers. GQ comes over enough that he just goes and helps himself to the snacks. Uh-huh. Once he brought them over, I was assumed they were fair. Uh, now Doc and I have an excuse to get the four-pound package of animal <laughs> crackers on our next shopping trip to Costco. To be fair, we buy them just for us Mansons from time to time, and somehow we go through them all on our own. Am I an adult buying animal crackers for myself? You bet. Animal crackers have no age limits. Remember, you're the adult. You make the rules. What was your favorite part of Forbidden Door and slash or your time together? You too, Doc. Did I miss anything good? Can't wait to be a part of the next gathering. Cheers. This is M. Um, my favorite part of Forbidden Door and our time. I enjoyed the the camaraderie. Heck yeah. I I enjoyed, you know, Doc telling GQ shut up 17 times. Well, he needed to be told, <laughs> right? I mean. I, I enjoyed the repeated um, Bill Goldberg remarks that I did notice that the person sitting to my right did not think was funny. G- GQ and the arsonist were to my left. Doc was on my right. Um, I enjoyed uh, feeding Oscar some delicious animal crackers, or at least of crackers. Um, did you miss anything good? Uh, yes, the the sense of collegiality was nice. Um, wings that. Doc and the Arsacist had looked good. I enjoyed my Cajun chicken salad. Um, did you miss anything good in the wrestling? Yeah, but I don't think you need to go out of your way to see it. Definitely not. What was your favorite part of Forbidden or and slash or our time together? Definitely the wings. They did look good. That place can do it right. They did look good. Well, thank you to Mrs. Manson and Banks and Glenn and Nate. I have a report from Glenn. Um, Sent him a DM once I heard. Feeling a lot better. Thanks, DC. Now back in my own bed and only the last cold-like symptoms. So, Armbar Abbott, man. Trooper. Doc Manson, what do you got for us? What's your piece of positivity? Wake up. 7 o'clock. Uh, what do you got? What's our piece of positivity heading into this uh, hopefully rainy week? Well, DC, as I sit here talking to you, recording this podcast, I have something else to to confess. Okay. So I need you to steal yourself for a second. I need you to hold on to let your me, butt. Let me close my let me close my other browser. Let me give you because what I am about to tell you might just sound a little scary. (gasps) This is not the first podcast that I've recorded today. I see. I see, I see. Uh, I saw GQ again today. We had ourselves a grand old time. We watched a film of the most highest, most quality. And then we uh, retired to the office. And we recorded our thoughts about said film. And uh, I believe this summer, we're going to see a little bit of a comeback. We're going to see season two of the Sound Scary podcast. We've got at least, I think we're, the plan is to try to record 10 episodes, and that'll be the season. Hey, all right. If things go real well, or quicker than we think, we might go for 15, but we're guaranteeing 10. Hopefully you uh, folks me- will enjoy. Let me ask you a question. The blurry chair that I see over your right shoulder, is that where GQ sits? Not usually. Um, it leans back too far to be conducive to staying on top of the microphone, which is something that GQ struggles with regardless. Um, sure. So for today, because Mrs. Banton was working from home, we were not able to steal her office chair as we normally do. So a chair from the table, the kitchen table, was brought up to the office uh, so he could remain upright and speaking into the microphone. I am glad to hear it because I, please, whether it's 10 or 15 episodes, for just one, I would like that. I would like to call that chair. I don't want to be on the show. I want to sit in the room 
and heckle from the background. I don't know. I don't know if you'd like it. I don't know if you'd enjoy that process. I don't know. Do you have, do you have good skill? Like how long does it take? Do you, are you, are you recording segments and then editing it together? Is it, you press record and get the whole thing done? We record I know, in I know GQ and I know GQ does a lot of post-production. Yeah, we, we, we record the segments and we basically just do segment, 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 segment. We pause in between segments. Sometimes we have to prep stuff for the segments, talk about things, look things up. And then we continue with the next section of the recording. But then ultimately, I do just export all of that as a single recording. I put it up as raw audio. And then GQ makes magic happen to make the final edits with all the inserts and music and trailers and things. So. And it's all PG, right? Family friendly show. Yeah. Better be. I don't know about that. Why? Why? Why do you, why do you ask that? Because GQ in the window washing profession, I think he was insisting on a family friendly show. Otherwise, you know, we'd still have a third person co-hosting this show. Yeah, it's gonna. I, I, that, it's all PG. Yep, one hundred percent. Why is why is he not here to to comment on his own thoughts on? Family? Well, he had to get home to the family. I'd also like to point out that GQ is with you. He also does not respond to texts. Idiot man. <laughs> And I texted him something oddly, you know, probably it's funny, though, because like I've got the phone. I even have a watch these days and ostensibly like the text messages are supposed to appear on the watch. I got no notification that you even texted me. Like, I don't know how I you, missed it, but I did. Mute, have you muted my notifications? I, have not. I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame. You I have did. not. I don't know. How what is it? But that's enough about me. Something for everybody to that, look forward to. I am, I am delighted. I am delighted. I am I'm only listening to like two podcasts at this point. So I'm excited to have a third one. You'll listen to about 20 minutes of each episode. Very excited to hear that. And then you'll move on. I'm, I'm just waiting for in the night. And in the night. It's not. <laughs> what? He's got an idea for an episode of it, but I don't think it's going to be anything beyond like one off. So. And no, not working on your big script, your hush hush movie. Oh, we're there. working on that too. We talked about that a little bit today. I've been actually doing a lot of work on that, sort of on my own time. And so when he comes by, I run ideas by him. It's a good sounding board. We've been we got a lot of different ideas for how things could go at this point. And so we got to start whittling things down and actually getting a solid outline to direct ourselves. I'm putting the cart before the horse. I'm coming up with a bunch of different things, concepts, designs, uh, potential things. And I'm. I, I need him to I need him to focus me a little bit, which I think I think we're getting there. I like to hear this because time after time, I'm like, what do you do with your time? Like, how are you filling your leisure time? And you say, you know, I sit down and I watch horror movies or maybe I play Vampire Survivor or I'm out, you know, waiting for the mulch to be delivered. And now here I know you're working on your writing and your creative pursuits. Sometimes. What about you, DC? What is your piece of positivity this week? Um, I will say my piece of positivity this week will be, uh, you know, we are last summer, we made a, a concerted effort to get healthier. Uh, we both did so, um, you know, especially in terms of diet and exercise. And then the school year starts and I'll just only speak for me. Uh, it's difficult. And, you know, from February to now, I, I am not ashamed to say it but it's it's not i i put on 10 pounds last four months <clears throat> and so i'm like we we've sort of you know doubled back down again in the summer and so like i said i made this lemony beet hummus which is not something i would normally eat a uh we found a recipe for some cider chick like pulled chicken with a homemade coleslaw but the cider that we had at the store was just a big thing of cider. We didn't need that much. So I looked up how to make your own cider. So yesterday I had a slow cooker going, making my own kind of apple cider type thing. And then we used that to then cook the chicken. Um, so just being able to have the time, you know, summer, the beautiful thing about summer when you're an educator is you just have time. Do all of these things that you'd love to do, you know, from September to June, but there just isn't the time. So that sort of thing. Culinary pursuits, being in the kitchen twice a day, but it's worth it. That's that is my piece of positivity. Uh, enjoy. Very nice. Tried to make fruit. 
tried to make fruit leather yesterday. Didn't quite work. That's okay. Next time. Next time. That's it. There's always a next time. And there will be a next time for us. But in terms of this time, yeah, we're about done. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that? Well, if you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, send us an email, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. And if you like what you've heard, I don't know how you could, but if you did, head over to patreon.com forward slash DDT wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on. It pays for our podcast hosting and keeps DC watching those glorious PLEs. Come on, LA Knight. You can do it. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at the have yourselves a delightful week heading into 4th of July weekend. You're going to be grilling and chilling this the next week there, Doc? I mean, I'll probably do some grilling. And I'm always chilling. But like a villain. To he- Can't wait to hear about that next week. Until we meet again, my friends. Won't you be a bestie? <laughs>